morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Billy, the chart analysis expert and the CEO of Collecti Labs, Mr. Selman G. And I want to give a shout out to the Node Defender. He's running things behind the scenes, so shout out to you, Mario. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how China continues to change the world as the digital yuan is pushing U.S. lawmakers to create a digital dollar. Is this another indicator that 2023 is the year of global CBDCs? Ethereum's price, Ethereum's price is rallying heading into the historic network merge. With what many are calling a triple happening event happening this September, we debate if $5,000 Ethereum is closer than we think. The Federal Reserve governor is calling for another rate hike of 75 basis points, while Tesla CEO states, Tesla CEO Elon Musk states inflation has peaked. Ripple is named among the top workplaces by Fortune magazine, while the $5 billion crypto hedge fund Pantera Capital says DeFi is set to rally. Bitcoin's price could reach over 200000 when these unique events take place, and we show our listeners a very cool video from the World Government Summit stating we are about to abandon the traditional financial system and replace it with a new one. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So anybody who watches our show knows this is a little bit of a unique episode. We've only got three of our family members here, but trust me, we brought the heat this morning. Selman G, thank you for making time for us today. And what's on your mind this Tuesday, my friend? Hey, brother. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's always great to see the lovely comments there, guys. Sorry for being late. We got some great content for you. And I see, dude, you guys are killing it. And apps, I really, really love it. What's happening right now um and getting ready for like the big announcements right you see um on twitter polygon and many other projects are slowly coming up with great announcements so i really love it and there's also a video that um i would love to show you guys like apps you should definitely show it and i got goosebumps when i saw it and it's just so happy i'm really happy that we're all so early and we are invested in these fundamentally good projects and yeah can't wait to um share also technicals with you and share these news updates with you guys it's a really exciting time to be dollar cost averaging in right whether it's a lot of these large cap DeFi projects or some of the iso compliant tokens we covered yesterday many of these projects are about to have their largest gains ever and we're here to experience the whole thing but we got billy in the building this morning they are asking if johnny crypto has fallen in the lake i want to reassure everybody johnny crypto is a-okay this morning but billy how you feeling my friend i'm blessed bro and as everybody knows uh not to get into political things, but you know, Trump got his stuff rated last night. You don't think they're looking at Johnny as much noise as he makes? You gotta <laughs> click on man. Make sure his house is okay. Make sure they didn't confiscate the boat and going through his stuff. So yeah, so I'm gonna reach out to Johnny. Shout out to Johnny Crypto. We love and respect you, my friend. And I look forward to talking soon. But we're gonna start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single one of us. And we're also live on Monday and Thursday at 8 p.m. So go check it out. Bitcoin fear and greed index, we are finally climbing this morning out of extreme fear and into moderate fear, sitting at a 42, and it's good reason as prices are moving. We've got the total coin market cap sitting at $1.08 trillion this morning. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is 19%. Bitcoin is $23,100 this morning. Ethereum is $1,700. XRP, $0.36. Cardano is $0.51. 
Avalanche, which got added to Robinhood yesterday. We saw some great price action, touched up to $30, sitting at $27 this morning. Algorand is $0.34. VeChain, $0.03 flat. Hedera, $0.07. And Quant is at $123 this morning. Selman, we got 111 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're enjoying this content, please feel free to comment down below. We love talking to you guys. But Selman, what's on your mind this morning? So I really love the fact that um, all coins have really rallied um, well. And right now we're pulling back. And the question is, are we really going to see a nice run again? Now, uh, actually focusing on this um, price chart, basically you can see that we are sitting on an important level. So people are kind of becoming bullish again. Is Or let's say, was the bottom really in? Are we really going to see a crazy high so maybe we're all we were all wrong right all the predictions could be wrong and all of a sudden new rally starts we don't know it's just predictions so at the end of the day if you get something from us here guys it's all just opinions no financial advice please take that uh, and and design your own strategy it's so important that you have a plan even if it's the worst plan ever at least you have a plan stick to your plan and everything's going to be great and yeah ethereum you know, at a key resistance zone. So 1700 is a big resistance zone up until 1800, you know, $50. And then you got Bitcoin, of course, you know, we touched 24K. Um, that's going to be interesting. Are we really going to see that push? I can also show you the uh, in the on-chain metrics later. And um, yeah, XRP still that kind of slow ass, but I truly believe it's going to see a skyrocketing moment and hitting maybe above 50 cents soon if we really uh, are going to see that, you know, quick rally. The ETH merge update, you know, is going to kind of like, it's already getting priced, but I kind of feel like it's going to um, get an another quick boost. And you always want to buy the rumors and then sell the news. So this could end until like mid-September or so. So get ready. But I would love to talk about this with Billy later. Yes, Billy, I'd love to hear from you next. We're watching Ethereum, and yesterday we actually touched $1,800 before we continued bearish. What are some of the projects that you're watching this morning, and how do you feel about Ethereum heading into September? Is it one of those situations where people should be buying the rumor and then selling the news? Absolutely. I'll always That's how it always goes. That's the, just the natural cycle of the market. Once the news comes out, you know it, it's already too late. The, the momentum is already in and moved. I do want to touch on something that uh, Simon said 100%. You know, learn these fundamentals, learn how to make a plan, learn how to trade with the plan, learn how to move through life with the plan. Because if you don't know how to plan, then you're not doing anything. You're just making movements. And if you don't know how to make a plan, whether it be life, crypto, stocks, or just in relationships in general, get in the academy, come to 3T, man. We can show you all these things and teach you how to make plans, not only in your life, but in crypto and just overall. Uh, and now we'll get into this. So as far as the market, I think 1675, if you look back at the chart that Simon had up, was a good a good shelf that we were at. Um, I think we've been in this little bullish phase for a while. Uh, I think we still have some, some bullish indicators happening. We still have some trend lines that we haven't hit. Uh, and that's in the stock market as well as in, in crypto. Um, it, with everything going on in the news, uh, I think it has a lot to play with everything. But with uh, like with the BlackRock and Coinbase and everything, that's a lot of fundamental um, money coming into the space. And with people like that putting money in, that gives other uh, fundamental investors almost like the go ahead. Like, OK, well, if they're willing to put that kind of money in, then there's some stability into it. Has it found its bottom? Like Simon said, and I've said, I don't know. None of us know. It's kind of a guess. And that's why we DCA in. But you have to take in a factor what the big boys are doing. 
because that's who changes the game. That's who make the rules and that's how the game is played. So if they're willing to put in that type of money and, and those investments, that's how the fundamental money starts coming in. And that's when we start seeing price action. And with XRP, everyone knows we're not going to see price action, real price action until the utility case comes in and we can actually start using it for what it's for. Solomon, before we dive into our first topics today, I want to kick it back to you for a minute because we're watching this market today. And one of the things that's clearly taking place is we're moving towards central bank digital currencies, right? So we want to give the people an opportunity to understand which currencies or which tokens will profit the most off of that digital and financial shift. Yesterday, we covered an article talking about ISO compliant tokens. And a couple of the tokens that stuck out to me were Quant, HBAR, XRP, XLM, IOTA, XDC, and I don't believe there was any others, but what are some of the projects that you're doing? What would you do with that information, understanding that those projects, well, those are set to benefit most once we shift into central bank digital currencies? Yep. One of them is X-Genesis, guys. Don't forget. I'm just kidding. Um, what I actually, actually touch on that, like Quant is one. Yeah, everybody's talking about Quant. I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like left out because um, I should have bought more and, you know, get more in touch, but I'm definitely going to do. Let me bring it up. Like I was on Dow Jones, but... Uh, no, yeah, this is Dow Jones, but like Quan, literally I was talking about that yesterday. I'm like, dude, that was a textbook example. Check this out. Literally when you zoom in, you see like that perfect retest and Billy is going to agree with me. Perfect retest. You know, it's like, it's a textbook example here. I love, I love it. Now, of course, a big resistance zone will be $150. So we could certainly see 150 and above if the market is really like getting bullish, but keep in mind from the very low all the way up has already been more than three X. So, and if we're wow. still in a bear market, that is going to be tough uh, to, to see like the continuation of that. If Bitcoin really tanks um, and this is important, we need to focus on that. Another thing that is kind of annoying. And even one of the analysts of JP Morgan stated that that volume in the crypto market is pretty low. However, they managed to stay on his good support zone. Now I totally agree volume is decreasing but we managed to see like a good you know uh technical setup here which is great but guys if you focus on like bitcoin for example right you will see the same kind of scenario i'm on the daily right now you see the volume is literally dead and um so the very ones that bought down here they are still like supporting this but if they were about to dump now i mean uh, the scenario would be totally different for bitcoin so we are seeing or witnessing a rally without real volume. So I'm kind of like, um, you know, also a little disappointed, but that's so why. Cool. Can I ask you real quick? Can you break that down very simply for somebody who's brand new to this market? When you see descending volume with price action going up, what does that tell you about what you're anticipating? This basically means it's a ticking bomb. That means that people are, there is not enough people that want to trade Bitcoin or even buy Bitcoin at that level. And it's all just like a couple people are literally just, um, you know, buying at these levels. So you see a fake price. Like if you see Bitcoin going up, but it's basically not supported by the majority of people. If there was a lot of activity, people would be like, dude, this price price zone is um, legitimate. I'm going to buy here. I've, I really believe it is um, worth that price. But because that's missing, um, it's just like, you know, it tells me that you should be cautious. I mean, it can still pump couple thousand dollars more even though a, a volume is low 100 that could happen but it tells me that sooner or later with the bearish divergences divergencies that i can see on some indicators i'm also kind of feeling like hey watch out we could see a rally for the next couple of weeks 
CPI uh, rate will come out tomorrow. Maybe that's not already priced with a good low CPI rate for July. We could see a little bit more bullishness in the markets, but that's it. Maybe after that, we're going to see another pullback of 20, 30%. So that's what I want to actually tell people. Awesome. And our next article is something that actually plays into exactly what you were just talking about. As BlackRock's decision to partner with Coinbase is a strong signal that institutions are considering Bitcoin and based on ARK and VEX simulated portfolio allocations, when institutions allocate between 2 and 2.5 and 6.5% of their portfolios into Bitcoin, we could see prices as high as $500,000. And this is one of the things that we've covered on our channel. We've heard ARK Invest call for a million dollar Bitcoin by 2026. But Billy, what does this indicate to you? Can y'all hear me? Let me say this real clear. I hate Bitcoin. Uh, I, I, I get it, man. I, I, I just, I cannot stand Bitcoin. I feel like Bitcoin is just another digital fiat it's like a dollar it's just the value of what you think it is or what somebody tells you it is just because they say it's rare and they say it's worth this much does it do anything that's 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 what gets me so it's hard for me to wrap my my mind around you know a million dollar bitcoin because it doesn't have any utility behind i know everyone says it's a store of value digital gold but it, it just doesn't ring in my head for some reason um but isn't, is it true? I was reading an article the other day. Is Bitcoin now ISO 20,022 because it's wrapped? No. So what happened is you're now able to send your Bitcoin through the XDC network and make it ISO compatible. But the actual asset itself is not ISO. No, okay. That's I was wondering about that. Um, and this is one of the things that uh, as an investor or as a, uh, a trader, this is something that you have to watch out. Like, I, I don't like Bitcoin. I truly do not like Bitcoin, but it moves the market and the market moves with Bitcoin. So for me not to understand it and actually watch it would be kind of kind of dumb, even though I'll probably never buy one unless it gets down to 10,000 and then I'll probably go get one. But until then, I just won't. But you need to understand what it does, because when these people start putting this kind of kind of money in it, like we were saying earlier, that's when everyone gets comfortable. Um, yeah, I don't like Bitcoin. Selman, something that I'm anticipating is by the end of the year, and Johnny Crypto has been calling for this as well, we're going to get some bullish price action up until the end of September. Then we're going to have this catastrophic, quote unquote, black swan event that collapses the market. That will inevitably take us to our market bottom or our confirmed bear market bottom. So what does this indicate to you? The fact that when regulation comes out in the first two quarters of 2021, we could be coming out of the greatest economic collapse that we may have experienced since the C-19 crisis. What does that say to you? So um, I kind of agree with what johnny said i kind of believe um this is a fake rally they don't want to like in a world where the treasury yield maybe billy you'd like to touch on that as well like the treasury yield the 10-year treasury yield is very high and they have no choice they need to rate uh raise interest rates but like of course they know that uh, raising interest rates like more than 100 basis points would literally mess up with the whole economy worldwide right and even like countries like turkey that are messed up right now economically imagine a very strong dollar would kill them even more and so they need to like also take into account the whole economy the world global economy so it's like um i kind of feel like it could be like a conspiracy but um i kind of feel like they are slowly literally like um pumping the markets just to create that kind of feeling hey the market is all good but if, if if you Literally, I saw some images. They copied the 1929 crash and the past and the history before that and just placed it on top of Dow Jones. And literally, it's almost the same thing. There is just one leg up missing. So we could really see if it's going to be the same thing. 
We don't know. If, it, if history repeats itself, literally we could see another rally coming. Everybody's like, dude, the recession is over. Buy in. And that's going to be the very top. And then boom, we see the biggest crash after 1929 and maybe the biggest one, right, ever. And- uh, that could be one thing. But, you know, it's all, you know, uh, the world economy has changed. We're not dependent on oil. We're, we have different kind of solutions. World population is bigger and more people are educated. Being educated also um, – through the Good Morning Crypto Show, for example. So I don't think it's going to be kind of like 1929. However, we could still see a big collapse coming. So it's still too early to say the bottom is in. But, you know, this is why you need a game plan. And you need to know when to exit, even if you're uh, recording or um, you're seeing losses that you know when to cut them um, and get back in once you hit new targets. So a plan is very important. So I totally agree with Johnny on this app's. And yeah, we need to be cautious and don't get like, don't marry your coins. Even if you see a rally now, don't try to like FOMO in. Uh, If you buy in, I would still prefer using stop loss orders because I also got wrecked. And I don't want to sit on a coin for like two years, three years to hit the same level again uh, where I entered. So maybe it's better to like put stop loss orders and then accumulate at better zones. So, yeah. You know, and here's another reason that I, well, I agree and disagree with some of that. And, and here's why. Uh, with the inflation number, here's why I think we are going to stay in a recession and actually maybe a little worse than what we've ever seen before. And it's because in the the Great Depression, it was more localized. It wasn't such a worldview on things. Um, and I think we are still heavily dependent on oil because we can't go over into the electric side of because if we do, we'll smash the grid and the grid is dependent upon the oil. And now we are dependent on other countries in order to get that oil, which raises prices, which causes inflation and everything else. So I think we are dependent on that um, just a little bit more than what we, we would like to be. And as far as inflation and recession, the reason I think that we're going to go heavy into this um, and uh, metallic. I think he put it out there. This was part of the plan. And here's why I think it was part of the plan. So when you have inflation, the only way to stop inflation is to raise interest rates, like Selman was saying. But if you raise interest rates, you have to stop government spending. That's what creates the inflation. So when you have inflation rising, government spending rising, interest rates go rising. That is just a, a recipe for a crash. And now that you have that recipe cooking and they're all boiling it up, then you have the news controlled. You have everything that's being put out there. And just like someone said, I think we're in a, a false positive area where people are getting comfortable. Uh, the market's looking like it's turning around and everything, but you have to take it as a whole. And I don't think we're actually seeing the big picture. Everybody's funneled here rather than a 30,000 ele- uh, elevation and seeing it at a, at, a, at a bigger picture. So if they were just raising the interest rate and they would stop some of the, the spending, then it would have me a little more comfortable. But with Janet Yellen being in there and you know the SEC doing all this thing, the political games that are being played, I 100% think that it's part of the plan and i think that we're going to have some lower lows come up in about the september area do i know for a fact that that's going to happen no but i really think the way that we're headed that's that's definitely what's going to happen yes thank you so much billy and we got 160 live listeners out there show us some love smash that like button and i do want to give our listeners a little bit of insight on what we have planned this month we have the greatest list of lineup for guests you have ever seen on this channel. We've got billionaires. We've got some of the largest crypto influencers in the space coming on the show. And of course, we got Mr. Johnny Crypto joining us live. Johnny, I want to give you a chance to say what's up to everybody before we continue with the show, because we're going to show our listeners a video from the World Government Summit stating that the digital shift is already underway. 
Yeah, well, first off, good. Is it morning still? Yeah, good morning, Warrior Maniacs. How are you today? Hopefully, you're all doing well. Sorry, guys, I was late. I was busy booking a whole shit ton of surprise guests we have coming on this month. As Abs talked about, it is going to be super exciting. Yes, I found the paddle. It was. I took the kayak out. It was a long way back. Lost track of time. Flipped over. One paddle went down that way. The other paddle went that way. It took a while to get here. But, yeah, baby, I'm here in the house. And, Billy, you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice in the same spot than expecting the government to cut spending. That just ain't going to happen, my friend. That isn't going to happen. Beautiful, Johnny Crypto. I want to say thanks again for making time for us today. And check out this video I have prepared for our listeners. We are going to show you guys a clip at the World Government Summit talking about how the digital shift to central bank digital currencies, well, it's not only inevitable, but it's what the governments want. So we're going to let this clip play and then get some quick comments from the group. Here we go. Today, I think is we're on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also I love how they use the word clarity instead of control. Every single thing and every single thing done in our financial system going forward is not only going to be tracked, but it's going to be stored forever. I'd love to start off with Mr. Johnny Crypto and then kick it to Selman. Johnny, what does this video say to you? Just the fact that they're promoting this as if it's a great thing for, for the everyday person like us. And they're diverging the fact that it's, it's a greater form of control. So I want to give you the floor. Abs, you couldn't have said it perfect. You actually stole my thunder. She actually carefully chose the word clarity when she really wanted to say control. But I'm sure the speech was written and then rewritten many times. But that's exactly what blockchain does is it gives them absolute complete control over seeing every single transaction, everything that's going on. There's no cheating the government. There's no cheating anything. It's complete ultimate control of where things went where things are going, what, where stuff can be spent and not be spent. It's really, really scary. But at the end of the day, as we always say here, um, we're investing in these blockchain rails so that hopefully we don't get enslaved by them. So when people are asking, who is this woman? She's very, very important. She served as a special assistant to the president of the United States for George W. Bush for economic policy on National Economic Council and is a former member of the U.S. President's Working Group on Financial Markets and the President's Working Group on Corporate Governance. This is one of the most highest ranking U.S. officials, not only when it comes to finance, but our entire government. And she's saying that not only are they switching to central bank digital currencies, they're excited about it. So I want to kick it to Selman G. What's on your mind? It's Shiodale. That, that was a good one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, this is a this summit took place like a couple uh, months ago and literally she said that her uh, on that video, literally she also uh, said that her father was also an advisor for the Nixon administration and were actually, um, actually, you know, also influenced the decision on, you know, uh, getting the gold standard out. Right. So this is like interesting and these guys are literally ruling the world so you can't change it maybe but we need to activate people as much as possible and show people what their real intentions are blockchain uh, technology we all love it why because of the decentralization because of the public ledger you know technology which is amazing but these guys they don't care about decentralization they don't care about you know 
clarity, et cetera, and freedom. What they want is more control. And we know it. CBDCs are a danger for societies. And uh, we need to activate people and, and just educate them on this. And Salman, can we change it? Can we change anything? Nope, we can't. Uh, I mean, we can if all of us are activated, but we know that most of us are sleeping um, on what's happening right now. So we saw it with the pandemic, right? So we now, the only thing we can do is help people ad- and educate people, activate, and these people literally um, change the economies the way they want. The, they, the way they want to, they can easily change and play with our lives. And this is why, you know, we won't stop activating. I heard a really interesting quote, and it said, if you gave... 10 people, $10,000 to play a basketball game without referees, would you expect people to cheat? Of course you'd expect people to cheat, right? There's no referees. Well, that's what the world of finance is today. All of these politicians and all of these governing councils don't have to abide by any of the rules that they don't create themselves. And I think it's one of the fundamental flaws that we have in our financial system. We got 170 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button, especially if you disagree with the movement into central bank digital currencies. But there's one quote I wanted to read before I kick it to Billy here. She says, we are on the brink of a dramatic change. We are about to abandon the traditional financial system of money and replace it with a new one, the digital blockchain CBDC, which will give us greater clarity into every single transaction that takes place worldwide. Billy, the floor is yours. Bro, this is this isn't you you hit the nail on the head when you said it isn't about clarity, it's about control. And I think it goes even above that. They don't want to just control our currency. They want to control every aspect of our lives. They've said it a million times. You will own nothing and be happy. They want to control where you live. They control the food we eat. They control how we communicate. If they don't like what you say, they're gonna blacklist you. They're gonna kick you off of social media. Uh if they don't want you eating cows, now there are ten thousand dead cows on a farm. You know, it's just amazing the control that they want, and that's what they're trying to figure out now with the blockchain. Because once we're on this, as, as amazing as the blockchain is, and as amazing and as rich as we'll be from it, it's also a very negative thing in my aspect because it's so much control of us giving it to somebody else. You know, once we get on this, even with the electric cars, the reason I hate electric cars so much is if you they're pissed off at you and they want to turn your car off. They can turn your car off. I mean, down to the little things. And, and I'll just give you an example about control and where we're headed to. And I don't mean to get off on the side thing, but me moving from California to South Carolina, when I bought my house, I had to apply for residency in the state of South Carolina. In order for me to become a resident just in the South Carolina area, I had to show two years of tax returns, a driver's license, proof of residence, a social security card, and there was one other one. I can't remember what it was just to be able to be a resident and move to a town that I'm already in. Um, that's a crazy amount of things to have to go through when you just purchased a house in that community that it's your primary house. So to think that they're not going to take this to extremes would be very uh, would, would not be very smart, man. So with crypto and blockchain, as much as I love it, as much as I think it's going to change the future, um, it's going to change the future in ways I don't think we're ready for. And I don't want to be negative because I think it's going to change our lives in a lot of good ways, too. You just have to understand it. And for those who don't have your shit together, I really, really, really suggest you get in line, figure out what you need to do in order to get in line, because if not, you will get wrecked. You've got to see the writing on the wall of what's coming. We say it a million times. The train has left the building. And please, man, just step to the side. Don't get smacked by that son of a bitch when it comes through, because when it comes, it's going to hit you and it's going to hit you hard. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to hear from you next. It says, wouldn't this give us clarity into what they do with their money, too? 
only if they're doing that on a public ledger, if they're running their transactions through a private ledger that we don't have access to, then they can do whatever the heck they want. But Johnny Crypto, why don't you close this out here? Because we're about to talk about how China is putting pressure on the U.S. government to create a digital dollar. There ain't no way you're going to get to see what they don't want you to see. Number one. Number two, George Carlin said it best. There's one big club and you and I ain't in it. Let's move on. Beautiful, Johnny. That was quick and concise. 191 listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you guys what may be the most relevant event taking place today as China's digital yuan is pushing U.S. lawmakers to seek urgency from the Fed on the digital dollar that fends off their global rivals. We've covered this on our show for several weeks, talking about how BRICS nations are creating a separate digital reserve currency, totally separate from the SWIFT system and the U.S.-dominated system. A bipartisan group of U.S. lawmakers wants the Federal Reserve to get more serious about issuing a dollar to compete with its rivals, like China's digital yuan. They've drafted legislation that aims for the Fed to further study the prospect of the digital dollar and a design route for it to come into fruition. They called the area of central bank digital currencies a new digital asset space race. And this is one of the things that we've always talked about on our channel, how many of the global governments today are competing to get this product out and issue this new form of control. But before we dive into some additional quotes from this article, let's kick it back to Billy. Billy, we've been talking about how this is an inevitable change. But I think it's interesting that China is using the pressure, sorry, the U.S. is using the pressure from China to actually create this product. What does that say to you? Because we are bought and paid for by China, bro. China owns us. It's uh, Whatever they dictate is going to happen is what's going to happen. Uh, and the fact that we want the Fed to take up for us and, and think that they're going to do something for us, we don't even own the fucking Feds. Like, it's 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 owned by someone else. There's nothing in that that is for us. That's that's what I don't understand. People will say that we need to have the Federal Reserve help us out. The Federal Reserve is not there for us. It is there for them, the elites, the big boys. Uh, so they're not going to fix anything. We can put all this in here that we want to, but it's not for us. This comment here from Mentelect, it says, notice how the U.S. is using pressure from China to justify the U.S. dollar and the U.S. already wants this. That's a very important point because a lot of the things that they're doing in China, we plan that they're going to bring those things over to the West. It's only a matter of time. Central bank digital currencies, social credit scores, also facial recognition technology. This stuff can get real dark really quick, but I do want to kick it to Johnny Crypto before we go to Salman. Johnny, honestly, I want to skip past this article and get into some more deep diving crypto analysis. So why don't you just close us out here and get us onto some more positive news. Well, listen, at the end of the day, we've been talking about this for a while. We've already said that we know China is in the is front running this. They were meant to lead it for a reason. The U.S. will be handing the baton to China. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. They will be the world's superpower. That's why they're leading this journey first. And we are following second. And we'll, we will be second-tier puppets to them. That's just the bottom line. Ain't nothing you can do about it. You don't like it. You don't have to like it. You should just do what I'm doing. Well, don't do what I'm doing. But I'm going to invest in the one because I believe that is going to be the most powerful. How do we get a one, Johnny? You got to go. You got to go. You know, well, obviously, if you're going to China, you can transfer there. But either banks in New York and the airports where you can change money over. To I was thinking about that, too. All right. Thank you. At certain times. So yeah, I think there are certain banks in New York that can swap them over. So uh, I'm going to be trying to do some of that. And that's to me is the, the thing. But, yeah, to wrap this up, central bank digital currencies are coming. Every country is going to have one, no question about it. All we care about is the rails that they're going to run on, the ISO coins, the ISO 20,022s, right, and what's going to make up that system because that's all we could do as citizens is hopefully invest in some of this infrastructure, hope that we're right, 
hope that that becomes infrastructure. And if it does and it booms, then we can grow with it. Amazing, Johnny Crypto. Thank you so much. And we're going to dive into our next article, which is an Ethereum-related article. We're getting lots of bullish price action leading up into what many are calling the triple happening, also known as the merge. And we're going to break down exactly why this may be so profitable for Ethereum holders. A Fed of the Merge update that will turn the proof-of-work mechanism into proof-of-stake for good. Ethereum is facing a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon marked as the triple halving. The happening itself is a concept applied to Bitcoin mining algorithm that reduces the amount of coins awarded by each block. This creates a deflationary pressure on the asset as miners provide less selling pressure because of the decreased supply in their hands. This is basic supply and demand stuff. With the help of manual updates and a couple of EIPs, block rewards for ETH miners will drop from two from five to two Ethereum. Ethereum blockchain miners produce about 6,500 new blocks every day, which gives us about 13,000 brand new Ethereum every single day. Annual issuance is going to drop from about 4% to 0.4%, which is around a 10x reduction in selling pressure from miners. The Ethereum supply is constantly reduced with the help of a burning mechanism, and the supply reduction is due to staked Ethereum being locked as there will be no withdrawals implemented yet. These three forces are combining to create a drop in issuance, a burning on the Ethereum block, and as well as a decrease in rewards for miners. All of these things are bullish for Ethereum, but I want to kick it to Selman G. It's been a while since we heard from you, my friend. We talk about Ethereum all the time and how it's chosen by many of these large institutions, such as JP Morgan. What does this article say to you? Could this be a situation where people should be buying the rumor and then selling the news after the merge? Absolutely. I mean, for me personally, it's buy the rumor, sell the news. Nothing has changed, and it's been... For thousands of, years, thousands of years, guys, it's always buy the rumors, sell the news, right? It's already getting priced. And um, Vitalik Buterin talked about this, that, you know, you see Ethereum is pumping, but that's nothing. Expect for more um, close to the merge and after. So uh, he believes that, you know, after that merge update, things will change. But this is the very, like, the same guy that said that the ETH e- e Foundation dumped so many Ethereums uh, back in November, right? Yes, so it was 70,000. They dumped 70,000 Ethereum at the peak of the market and Vitalik Buterin was actually bragging about that, Selman. So pleasure. Yeah, exactly. You see, it's a corporate guy. It's about money here, right? I mean, he's developing something great, but still. And um, of course, it's always buy the rumors, sell the news. So I'm expecting a rally until like September, uh, maybe like for as as long as Ethereum is bullish, you can expect altcoins to be bullish as well. It's the mother of altcoins, but that's it. But um, actually, you know, we we're talking about mother of altcoins because, you know, so many tokens were created. To be honest, though, the first blockchain that actually introduced that is Ripple XRP. So XRPL is actually the mother of altcoins, guys. The real mother and you know if i if i see the triple halvening and and you know now the supply is being reduced etc guys to be honest i changed my opinion so much that you know we're building on xrpl and the more i dive into it the more i learn and i see wow like forget about eth eth is still one of the things that i'm definitely going to hold but for me xrp is on a way different level xrpl is going to be big i really believe in it um and so seeing what they're doing right now is of course a bullish thing fundamentally of course low supply means uh, it's going to be deflationary etc right that would be great but like guys don't sleep on some other projects please don't just focus on ethereum i know a lot of us are xrp driven that's great um but you know xrp if you once you dive more into the the technical aspects of xrp and xrpl 
I'm getting super bullish. I'm getting goosebumps. So, um, yeah, I'm super bullish at apps on this. Johnny, people have to talk about manipulation and they'll complain about it unless they're profiting off of it. And I think this could be another example of that. One of the things we've always talked about with Ethereum is how it's the chosen currency. But I think an indicator of how early we are in this market is the fact that Mark Cuban this week says he thinks Dogecoin has more utility than Cardano. Now, I think that's just a pretty ignorant statement. Maybe he doesn't fully understand the market or maybe he's purposefully listed misleading investors into assets that aren't really going to profit over these next couple of years. But what do you think this article indicates? The fact that Ethereum is going through these upgrades and it's going to be readily available for institutions around the world. Well, you know, we talk about fun articles and then there's FOMO articles. This is totally a FOMO article. But the thing is, when I read this, I laugh because, you know, you're, they're going to sucker people into this. But the one thing that article doesn't tell you about all that great stuff, it sounds wonderful. Guess what? You know why that works for Bitcoin? You know why Bitcoin continues to go up on halvings? Because there's going to be less and less Bitcoin out there all the time because Bitcoin has a max supply of 21 million. Can anyone tell me what the max supply of Ethereum is? Infinity. Exactly. There is no max supply. So while this article sounds great and it makes it feel like, oh, this is great. Halvings coming. There's going to be less and less ETH. We got a burn mechanism, less and less ETH. Yeah, that's all true. But tomorrow they could say, hey, we're adding another billion ETH and that's it. It's all wiped out instantly. Boom. Just like that. Gone. Next thing you know, completely just kills and dilutes it. So the reality is, um, while it's a great article, while the things make sense, you just have to look at all the pieces put together. And the most important one is max supply and it doesn't have one. So that means it is always going to be an inflationary coin if they want it to be. So, Johnny, one of the reasons that we always say Ethereum set to succeed is because of what you said exactly. Lots of the people who are the policymakers in this market directly profit off of Ethereum being successful. And that's why it's been given a free pass before. I don't think there's much incentive out there for them to crash Ethereum, at least not that I've seen yet. But then again, I'm totally guessing. We got 186 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you a video of Apple CEO Tim Cook stating that he not only holds Bitcoin, but he's very bullish. We're going to let this thing play and get some comments from the group, starting with Billy. Here we go. Do, do you own crypto and any Bitcoin or Ethereum? Would you play around with this? I, I do. Yeah, I think it's reasonable to own it as a, as a part of a diversified portfolio. And I'm not giving anybody uh, investment advice, by the way. <laughs> when? Well, that was very uncomfortable. So he's not giving anybody any investment advice. But at the same time, he is stating that he owns both Bitcoin and Ethereum. Billy, what does that indicate to you about the free pass that those currencies are given? Bro, it's, it's, it's part of the game. You know which ones are getting the passes. The fact that he's investing in this too, or that Apple invests in this, is, is huge. Apple has always got, their investments are pretty good over the, the track, record, track record over the years. I can't even talk right now. I was just looking at their stock. I mean, they're, they're one of the only ones of the, the blue chip stocks that have actually broken out of the trend and actually making making moves in the market. Um, has nothing to do with their investment in in crypto but i just think it's interesting that they're one of the only ones able to come out of this market right now uh that goes back into what blackrock and coinbase and and every vanguard and everybody else that's that's coming in and investing now this leads the way for other people like apple uh, verizon whoever else is going to come in and you know buy into crypto the the door's been open now people just have to come through it what i'm scared about is what like we've been talking about this whole time oh shit i just noticed johnny's gonna only come got him dang uh so i just i want to see where this market's gonna go if this is really a bull trap or if they're gonna pull everything out from underneath us so you know i'm not buying any eth right now and of course everybody knows that i don't buy bitcoin but i've even stopped dollar cost average again to a couple of other coins just until we can see where this market's going because i don't want to you know 
lose a bunch on the way up or we hit that trend line and I not get out in time. So I've kind of just held where I am and I want to see if we break out of this trend that we're in right now and what we're going to do in September. Once that establishes itself and we kind of got a, a good baseline of what we think is going on, then I'll go back into DCA and in. But this is huge news. This is what we've been wanting for. We want the big boys to come in. We want to bring their money. That's how we get price action. Awesome. Thank you, Billy. And we actually have a video. Selman, I want to get comments from you. But first, I want to play this video you sent me this morning. It's a very interesting video of Gary Gensler talking about how if banks give 50% ownership to some of these projects, that's the only way they're going to be able to comply. We're going to let this short clip play and get some comments from the group, starting with Selman. Here we go. Central monopolist with another central monopolist. A lot of commercial banks aren't terribly excited about that. Maybe you're going to have to give some ownership. Maybe you'll have to give 50% of your ownership to the 20 banks that are now, you know, part of this. I mean, there are other ways to build incentives. Maybe you put a native token in there and you give, you give, you know, the, the native token, you know, so there may be other incentive ways. Salman, I'd love to pause it there and get some comments from you. Every single one of those suggestions sounds like an unregistered security to me. Why don't you break down some of your thoughts when you were watching this video? And what do you think this indicates about Gary Gensler's true thoughts about this market? We know that these people are lining their pockets with institutions like BlackRock, Vanguard, Klaus Schwab. Many of these institutions are paying U.S. politicians to have these opinions. So what do you think this indicates to you that nobody was paying him any money at this point and he gave uh, examples of unregistered securities? Yeah, I can also encourage everyone to listen till the end of the video because actually at the end I got real goosebumps and I was like, let me, let me play Damn. it for our listeners actually, Sam. Oh, cool. Perfect. I'm going to get this thing going. Just give me a second here, guys. Here we go. To beat the current monopolist. And, 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 you know, but, but I haven't been around commercial banks for a long time. They really are looking for ways to, um, uh, to, to replace their aggregators in their back office, whether it's clearing, settlement, exchanges, uh, credit agencies, but they're deeply understanding because they're, they, they are pretty ambitious and very good at making money as well. They deeply understand that every idea that's pitched to them is somebody who currently is small, but wants to get big and gain market power. So they're also, they're also always thinking about how to ensure that there's a check to slow down your startup from gaining market power five, 10 and 15 years from now. They don't want you to be the next clearing house like the Chicago Mercantile Exchange or Intercontinental Exchange. They don't want you to be the next um, central node of market power. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps again. I'm getting goosebumps again. I'm telling you. Guys, literally, am I the only one getting goosebumps? Leave it in the comments. Literally, he said it himself back then when it was when he was like independent, right? He said it. They see Ripple, um, you know, having a great idea. The technology is amazing, and they know they need it because we're witnessing the 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 uh, shift. And these guys are trading or you know playing with billion, maybe let's say trillions of dollars, right? So these guys know they have the best experts in the in the field. And they know where the shift is going and they don't want this, you know, company called Ripple or any other cryptocurrency you see out there, a great startup project maybe to, uh, to become a threat for them in the future. They want their, like, they want to be, they're the shark sharks, right? The shark tank. Literally, they want their, uh, good amount of, you know, um, shares of that, of that pie. So 
Uh, it's interesting. And and this is this is literally the fucking reason why I'm like, dude, I'm so happy that we're building our brand, everything on XRPL. The uh, the 3T Warrior Academy is going to be on the XRPL and that we're all invested in Ripple. And, uh, you know, this is crazy, man. Billy, I'd love to hear from you next. Mentalek commented and said in 2017 and 2018, Gensler was giving interviews about his relationship with the IMF. We got 201 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And if you guys are interested in our special guests, as long as I get permission from Coach JB, I am going to be sharing with you some of the historic names for bringing on this show. But Billy, I'm going to kick it to you. What's on your mind? Uh, one, bro, I can't wait for you to announce the guest. It's going to be epic. You guys aren't ready for this. Uh, just to let you know, manifestation is so real and powerful. Uh, with this, man, this goes back to what me and Johnny have talked about a couple times. Um, this is like the mob coming in or a gang coming in. They see you have something good. Like, yeah, that would be really great, but it interferes with what we're doing. You know, we want to use it, but you're going to have to pay us, bro. Uh, you're going to have to give us half your shit. Uh, we're going to tax you a little bit. Or, you know, if you don't want to, then we're just going to sue the shit out of you. You can waste $100 million um, and then you can get in like that. But either way, you're going to pay me if you want to work here. And that's what this is. It's like either get in line and pay me or you're not bringing your services here. I mean, it's just it's it's mind boggling. Uh, it, it's so frustrating. But it it's also confirmation, just like we've said before, Amazon had to get sued. Um who else had to get sued? Tesla. Tesla had to get sued in order to get in line and get in place. It's just like uh, anything else. You've got a weird family. Sometimes you got to do crazy things. If you're on a, on a, a sports team, you remember they used to haze you a little bit. If you go to colleges and get it fraternities, you had to get paddled and do some crazy stuff back in school. This is ain't no different, man. It's just you're getting taxed in order to play with the big boys and they want their piece of the pie. So before they let you come and play, we're going to tax you. We're going to tell you what, what you're going to pay us and how we're going to get ours on the back end and how we're going to make this happen. That's all I see when I hear him talk. And on a side note, this dude, go back to his picture. Bring bring his his rat snake weasel ass. He looks like Warren Jeffs, man. Remember that guy? Y'all, if you don't know who he is, Google Warren Jeffs when we get off here and then tell me he don't look like him. All right. Love you. I'm done. Awesome, guys. And we're going to dive into our next article, which is actually a Ripple-related article, so it plays perfectly into Gary Gensler. Ripple is named among the best medium workplaces by Fortune magazine. They came out with a blockchain. Ripple has been recognized as one of the best medium workplaces by Fortune magazine. They came in 34th place out of 100. Ripple has a total of 575 employees around the world. And despite facing plenty of legal troubles in its battle against the SEC, the company has managed to continue its expansion worldwide. When Brad Garlinghouse was asked to comment, he said, it's always nice to get a little third-party validation, and we are not going to get that from the SEC. But Selman, I'd love to hear some of your quick thoughts on this article. What does this say to you? This is amazing. Like I love Ripple, and um, we're going to be at the Apex Summit in September. want to meet all these developers there. That's going to be cool in Vegas. And uh, so what I can tell you is this. They were hiring while everybody was <laughs> firing people. So Ripple is strong, and they're still hiring. And th that's interesting. And it, it you know gets me excited all the time. So it's fun. And you know seeing that you know, Gonzo was right at their place, so it's not like... Uh, impossible to reach them it's like literally he was right at their office right so it's like um so cool it's just right around the corner kind of and um it's so much fun so this is why i believe you know this is a great deal and uh i don't know why i'm like super big on the screen that was sorry fun. guys i clicked the wrong screen <laughs> 
No, but that's perfect, Selman. And we're about to show our listeners a speech from 1991. It was a leaked Rockefeller speech talking about how they use the media to mislead the public, and they're very thankful to their Venia members. We're just doing our best to expose the game here, so we're going to talk about this clip and how it plays into what's going on in the cryptocurrency market today. I'm going to let this clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. At a 1991 closed-door meeting of fellow internationalists, billionaire and former CFR chairman David Rockefeller praised his media allies. But his confidence that his words would not leave the room was later broken. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other publications whose directors have attended our meetings and restricted their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the right lights of publicity. What a creepy video that is. Basically, what he's saying is not only do they know exactly what they're doing, they are part of the misleading of the public. It's not like these CNN and Fox News politicians or uh, news analysts don't understand the game. Not only are they understanding the game, but they're in a lot of these meetings behind the scenes. Johnny Crypto, I think it's very fitting that we start with you. Rockefeller is giving credit to many of the mainstream media foundations for allowing the general public to be misled. Not only when it comes to our government, but also our financial system. What does this article indicate to you? And how many of these nefarious activities do you think are taking place today behind the scenes? You know, I missed a little bit. Sorry, guys. I had to step away. I had some personal, uh, had something I had to deal with here. But um, so I didn't catch the article, but I could, I could read what you got written up there. And, you know. Yes. You I know gave I mean? you a brief summary, Johnny. So what he says is he thanks the Washington Post and the New York, uh, New York Times oh. and a bunch of other mainstream media campaigns for promoting the image and misleading the public, not only when it comes to governments, but also the financial system. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've seen that video before. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, the world gets what the world deserves. And if people are willing to believe everything they're told, then so be it, you know. And that's just unfortunately how the world works. And if CNN or Fox or somebody on TV tells them what to believe, people believe it. And you know what, then if you're foolish enough to ask questions and not wonder what's going on and just believe everything you're told, you get what you deserve. The sad part of it is it kind of affects all of us at that at that, that point in the game. But the reality is we, we for those of us who know what's going on, I think it's one of those things where uh, be educated, put yourself in the best position to succeed. I think the elites actually respect that. I think they want people to succeed. They want people to contribute to society. And I think they respect people who contribute to society. So uh, it's a really weird thing, but to me, that's, uh, you know, not surprising. And this is why I don't trust the media channels because, well, he just told you why. He told you why not, you should, why you shouldn't trust them. Billy, I want to read a quick quote before I kick it to you for comments. He says, they have always aimed to create a world system of financial control in private hands, able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole without having to be in the forefront and in front of the general public. What do you think this indicates, this leaked speech from 1991? What does it tell you about where the media is today? All right. So let's let's go. This is all facts. You can go back and watch this. So George W. Bush used to run part of the CIA. Uh, back in the day, the CIA used to pay reporters to put out certain news stories, and they got caught doing this. And they, had, they were actually in front of Congress, and they did the whole Senate hearings and everything, and they actually said – to the public, yes, we have people on payroll that write stories that gives them to the news. So when all that blew up, you can go back and, and watch the whole trial and everything. Uh, when that blew up, George W. Bush came out and stated that they were it was Mockingbird is what it was, uh, that they were going to get rid of Mockingbird. And they didn't get rid of it. All they did was make it voluntarily uh, a program to be a part of. So 
Bro, the media has been compromised since forever. So you guys, please stop watching the news. Please stop listening to the news. Go do your own research. Uh, put some discernment in your life. Figure out how to read between the lines and separate bullshit from real shit. Uh, and you'll do yourself a lot of favors. You'll get a lot of fucking anxiety out of your life. Nothing. You might as well see everything you see on the news. Just take it as a lie. Go do your own research. Inform yourself. But 150%, the media is bought and paid for. Hey, Billy, I know one channel that isn't fake Good news. Channel, baby. You listen to it right here, baby. Give it a word. Elbow drop. Smash that like button. Is there ain't no fake news over here? We tell you like it is, just like it should be, just like we think it is. And that's the bottom line. And you know what? It's, it's sometimes, and my bad abs, sometimes uh, we get in this and we get a little deep and, and I apologize. We always want to remain positive, but what we don't want to do is ever bullshit you guys. And we want to bring you the truth, what it is, raw, emotion, whatever it is. One thing we want, don't want to do is feed you full of shit. So Johnny hit the nail on the head. If you want the real news and you want to figure out what's going on, come here. We'll tell you. Because there's one thing for sure. There's no mainstream media or mainstream institutions lining my pockets or Johnny Crypto's. But we do have 185 live listeners. Show some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And that's exactly what we have for you guys today. As it looks like in May of 2019, Andreessen Horswitz held a private, off-the-record crypto regulatory summit. And attendees included Bill Hinman, Rostein Beckman, and Chris Giancarlo among the members at this event. Those are chairman at the CFTC, as well as the director of the Securities and Exchange Commission. They then went on to give financial advice, but said, hey, this is not financial advice. These are only my personal opinions. Johnny, what does it say to you that William Hinman was at this private event in 2019? <laughs> oh, my God. The Hinman stuff is just hilarious. Guys, like I said earlier, it's one big club. You ain't in it. We ain't in it. But those guys are in it. All one team all doing what they do. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see, you know, <laughs> how this whole thing pans out in the end with Hinman, you know, whether his, his comments countered in comment. He's just, it seems like he's at the center of everything. It's hilarious. A hundred percent. And I'm not sure if you guys have any additional comments. Selman, what does it say to you before I close this out on our last article, which is actually talking about how Ethereum and DeFi are yet to explode. Um. Pretty much all we talked about, right? It's just, I agree with Johnny also. And I, um, all I can say is, guys, literally just buy the rumors, sell the news. Don't listen to these big guys telling you all the time it's going to go to the moon. Literally, it's already getting priced. So please be careful and, um, yeah, have a game plan. That's all awesome. I can say. And one of the things we always talk about is how inevitably they're going to turn the printing press back on. And we got another example of that this week as the U.S. is printing $740 billion new dollars in order to combat inflation. So I have my own thoughts on that. But we're going to continue to our next article as a $5 billion crypto hedge fund CEO says a new rally is incoming and that Ethereum and altcoins are set to outperform the market. Pantera Capital CEO thinks that the crypto market has passed the bottom of the cycle and is about to start rebounding. The crypto hedge fund executive said his firm is heavy on Bitcoin in May, June, and July because the top crypto asset were down in times of market stress. Bitcoin's kind of like a treasury equivalent in our space. Everything is kind of high beta to that. In times of stress, Bitcoin goes down less than the macro and ma macro caps in this market or whatever you want to call altcoins. He also went on to say, I think we're past the bottom if we're in at a minimum a consolidation level and potentially a new rally, which I think we're actually in, then it goes to pay that the risk curve on Ethereum and DeFi, as well as a bunch of other things, are set to outperform. 
Basically, this article is saying that his institution, a $5 billion crypto hedge fund, is betting on the altcoins such as AVAX and ADA, as well as profiting off of Ethereum. But they also go on to state that Bitcoin is one of the assets that gives you less of a risk within this market. Johnny, we keep going to you first. I think it's only fitting we go to you here. What does this article indicate to you? Well, I mean, it looks like he's saying there, I'm, I'm assuming when he says we went heavy in Bitcoin in the May, June, July timeframe right there, I'm assuming, yeah, does he mean there that they were buying? Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what he means. The firm was heavy on Bitcoin in May, June, and July. And, and what was going on in May, June, and July? What, what did we tell everybody what we were doing in May, June, and July? Yeah. We were dollar cost averaging in. We were in the red and we were buying. And what were the big boys doing? They were buying in the red. That's when you buy. I mean, that's a big hint right there. If you look at, you know, what the big boys do, they buy in the in the red and in the fear zone, right? And they sell in the green. Exactly what we say. So this is just more of a uh, a validation for me of what we've been saying you should be doing, or what we what we believe should be doing, is uh, buying when you're in, the, in in those red areas, and that's exactly what they did. And he's right. At that point, there wasn't much more room for Bitcoin to go down. Makes sense. Sonny, I'd love to kick it to you next because this is very interesting to me. He's calling that we were actually at a market bottom in July and we're either in a consolidation level or entering a potential rally. What does that indicate to you about where the Ethereum price is today? I think it's perfectly lining up with the merge that's set to take place in September. So what are some of your thoughts? So there are two things that people need to take into account. First things first, in a bear market, things go down, up down up right in a bull market the same kind of thing where it goes up first and then higher highs higher lows and now we're facing lower uh, lower lows lower highs and now just because things go up a little bit and bitcoin is still not looking bullish to me um you know the key resistance zone will be like 28 to 33 like that zone is a big big resistance zone if we can break above then i will be super happy and you know if we can see some volume would be great uh, but you know that's one thing so if you don't see real um like a clear break of the mother trend so uh the, of the falling trend right which is the mother trend here it's just too early like every time it goes up people are like we're going to the moon when it goes down we're lost 11k is incoming 11k is incoming now people already uh, all of a sudden change their mood again on the other side like the second thing is the fear and greed index right now we're at 42 and we could really hit 50 soon 50 and 60 is a big resistance very important zone and the more we're uh, you know getting closer to that level and pe people becoming super bullish again, it is actually time for me and for most of you to lock profits or exit from some some of these micro caps. Micro caps are super, super brand new and small startups, right? You really want to watch out. So uh, please, the, we're talking about people, these crypto hedge funds, they are invested in crypto, right? Of course, they're going to buy the blood in the streets and then make you feel fo like make you FOMO into and into crypto. And so you go out there and buy their backs, right? They want to create that sentiment. And it's just like when JP Morgan or, or other uh, big uh, people like banks or institutions are telling you to buy where like, but in the background, they're selling. And then when they, when they are buying, they, they tell you to sell because it's it's dangerous and it's it's going to go to zero, right? And so for me, the credibility of this crypto hedge fund is nothing, you know, uh, less than the credibility that JP Morgan has for me. So this is why I believe, you know, it's, yeah, we are definitely, you know, they're probably, probably going to see a rally, 
but it's going to be of short nature in my opinion. So awesome. Thank you so much, Selman. And we're going to close this thing out by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Selman G. Thank you to Billy. And thank you to Johnny Crypto. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. we got 182 live listeners. Smash that like button on the way out of here. And we'll see you guys soon. Like we always say, Warriors, ah, good shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go.